Why? Why what? Why are you doing that? I'm your future so, husband. So gross! You're listening to Swept Together, the story of a modern romance between two adventurers at home, at work, and on the road. We're your hosts, Christian and Annabelle. Join us as we explore the world and make our home together, wherever we end up. Because after all, home is... The Seventh Continent. Welcome to episode 30 of Swept Together, the show where we talk about travel and relationships and being in business together. And sometimes penguins. And sometimes penguins and whales and seals and birds and bears. What? I don't think we've ever talked about bears on this podcast. Except for right now. How about the Chicago Bears? I don't think we've about the Chicago Bears. I don't think we've talked about them, probably. Well, whatever. (laughs) Now we're going to start talking about the Chicago Bears. We have talked about the Cubs. Which are bears. Which are bears. That's true. (laughs) Small bears. So uh, we are back from Antarctica. Our last show um, we recorded on the ship on our way to Antarctica. And we had so much fun um, during our, you know, five-day stint in Antarctica. And we're back. And even though that place is like a world away, literally... (laughs) <laughs> Half a world away, because we're in the northern hemisphere. Yeah. And it's in the very, very south of the southern hemisphere. It was quite the journey, as you yeah. heard in the last episode. Yeah. And I threw up in the last episode. No. Not in the last episode. Well, then, Not during the episode, but you had already at that point. At that up. point, when we, when we recorded it, we recorded it the day that I threw up, right? No. No, I think it was the next day. The next day? Okay. Because we weren't Whatever. really, either of us weren't really feeling human until the second day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, so that was, you know, a world away and uh, a couple weeks ago. And we are still in awe of that time of, we think back to it, we're Instagramming all of our pictures and stuff. And we, we haven't been posting videos because we're going to be putting a vlog of it um, that should come out on... Thursday, Yay! right? Yes. Thursday, two days after this show comes out, um, we'll have a, a vlog that will have all of our cool videos that we took of penguins and whales and mm-hmm. ice and water and what other things did we see? Boats. <laughs> boats, boats, boats. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll have that on Thursday. The 14th. Yep. Um, but if you are interested in listening to our past episodes. You can find them on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. We have tons of content there. And if you are, if you happen to be listening via iTunes or the podcast app on your phone, We would really appreciate if you would leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. This is something that really helps our podcast get in front of more awesome ears slash eyes (laughs) slash listeners like you. You can find instructions on how to do that at swepttogether.com 
slash share the love. I'm glad you said that this week. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a little break for episode 30. And it's very apropos that this is our 30th episode because we happen to be talking about my 30th birthday, which we celebrated in Antarctica. If you listened to episode 29, you knew we were on our way there because it was my goal to hit all seven continents by the time I turned 30. Which you did. Which I did. In fact, I turned 30 while we were still on the boat and the awesome staff of our ship presented me with a birthday cake shaped like a seven for my seventh continent and it was covered in sprinkles and presented to me by someone wearing a penguin onesie. So it was pretty much like the best birthday ever. It was presented by a Scott. Scottish a Scottish penguin yes it was wonderful (laughs) there's no actual Scottish penguins he was a Scottish guy a Scottish dressed in a penguin onesie guy yeah in a penguin onesie it was it was fantastic yeah but we and then we um we actually went through uh this company called one ocean expeditions they're a Canadian company um but we went through let me go back we went through (laughs) expedition trips which is kind of like a travel agent like a brokerage or something and they find uh people um to they they find uh cabins for people on these kinds of trips and the actual expedition company that put it on is called one ocean which we got to learn about and they're actually a really wonderful company that's really good stuff we'll talk about that in in a in a little bit but um we the the best experience that we had was on what was it our third day there it was i think it was our third day um it might have been our third or fourth day i think it was the fourth day because i think it was my sister's birthday it was our fourth day and we were at a place called sierra cove which is again on the antarctic peninsula but it was sunny and I remember the day before you were like I wish that we just had one sunny day because it it had been overcast you know the whole time that we were on the ship so starting from Ushuaia it was overcast that day and the next day we were on the Drake Passage it was Mm -hmm. overcast and then coming into Antarctica on our first day at in on the peninsula it was overcast and you were just like I wish that we had one day (laughs) <laughs> that it was not I just overcast. Wanted some sunshine. And boom, it was like yeah, we had the like, sun came out. We had like twenty four hours of sunshine. Well, I mean, aside from right the nighttime, the nighttime where there's no sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to specify in Antarctica because sometimes there are days with all sun and right. no darkness. Okay. So well. <laughs> There was this sunshine. This was not one of those days. <laughs> there was sunshine on that day that that you asked for it. Yes. And we were tooling around in 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 um, Sierra Cove, and it was pretty amazing. We were there somewhere in the in, in the afternoon, like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. The sun was setting. We got some really good footage and pictures of icebergs with the sunlight hitting them and it was just awesome and penguins and, and penguins chin strap. was that the chin strap yeah penguin that was the the penguin, penguin island. island 
where there was just Aptly thousands <laughs> and thousands of of these uh, chin strap penguins. Um, and then we were, you know, driving around or boating around in our <laughs> in our zodiac um, in Sierra Cove, and then they brought us some hot chocolate and Bailey's. Like one of the zodiacs had uh, the the dining crew. Yeah. Like two or three of the dining crew, and they brought in hot chocolate to everybody around Sierra Cove. And then all of a sudden, it was, you know, it it wasn't quite sunset yet, but one of the Zodiacs came on the radio and was like, hey, we had this, you know, young whale, this humpback, that uh, is being pretty playful, and you guys should come and check it out. So then we went to where they were, and it was an amazing time, and... This young whale probably hadn't seen humans or Zodiac boats before. And he was extremely curious. And we were there. A bunch of the Zodiacs kind of, you know, congregated. And it, he or she, little calf whale, visited. It was amazing. It was like it, it visited each one of the Zodiacs, kind of like to say hi. You know, we have footage of this thing underneath the zodiac yeah we all just like turned off the engines of the zodiacs and like sat there floating around yeah and it it spy hopped which is basically you know going up sticking uh, its like nose out of the water right to to come check us out it stuck its flipper up like it was it was waving at us yeah and we have (laughs) we have footage of it right next to our boat i mean literally it was touching our boat and we were all over the side of it. It was so close I could touch it, but obviously we weren't allowed to. But um, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to high five it so bad because its <laughs> flipper was right there. But anyway, so this this whale, um, this calf, called over or something, some more of its whale friends, and then you know two or three more came by, and they were like cruising around all of our boats our Zodiac boats, and it was just amazing. It was like one hour, two hours worth of like real, almost intimate time with these giant creatures that were like 40 feet long. And yet they're so like gentle and nimble. Like we have drone footage from the scientists that were um, accompanying us on the voyage. They, They had permits to fly a drone. And they flew it over us, and you see how big this animal is, and it's, like, right under our boats. Yeah, and it could easily have, you know, capsized like, the boat. bumped us and knocked us all into the ocean, and it was just, like, so gentle and, like, navigating around all these boats. It was crazy. Yeah, and, in, 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 in at the end, when the sun was actually setting, and they were... Like, as a way to say goodbye, they uh, dove down and they did the, the thing where the fluke comes up out of the water. I don't know what that's called. I think it's called fluking. Fluking, I think so. Yeah. And so they, they, like, waved at us and they were like, all right, guys, see you later. Yeah. Because it was their feeding, like, dinner time. Yeah, they were like... That's when they, they feed is, you know, at night. At night, mm-hmm. And when the sun goes down and it was just amazing we have footage of all of it and we'll we'll share that with you on the vlog but yeah and like i mentioned we had scientists on board with us um one ocean 
sponsored them, like basically part of our payment as tourists, sponsored these scientists to come with us on the ship. They were studying the humpback whales. And so while we were exploring, they were um, tagging whales with... Um, Spray paint. Yeah. And like MS-13, <laughs> Latin Kings. No. California not... <laughs> Ocean Alliance was here. <laughs> um, no, they were. They had these suction cup tags with uh, cameras and accelerometers and all these like fancy things that they were using to for the first time test. Yeah, to to you know capture data about these whales. They had a drone that they were flying to be able to measure whales and see how they were. How healthy they were how big they were doing biopsies so all this stuff was going on while we were you know hanging out with penguins and there was also a couple that we met on the trip uh, from blue bottle films and they are creating a documentary called the map to paradise which is talking about ocean conservation and so they're um, one of the people that they're featuring in this documentary is was the lead scientist on our trip. So they were there filming the scientists doing their thing and also sharing with us, the passengers, about the importance of ocean conservation and kind of the impact that these things have on the health of our ocean. And ultimately the health of humankind because, you know, the, the ocean is a huge part of why we're still alive right there's like what is it like 70 percent of the world is ocean or am i thinking that i mean 70 percent of humans are water well yeah that but then the surface of the earth is like 80 percent ocean but most of the earth is made out of water because i mean it's still it's like deep right you know right. what i mean so there's more water than it's but, so deep yeah <laughs> I, I saw a thing the other day that said that, you know, if you took the tallest point of the earth, like the Himalayas, mm -hmm. that if you put it into the deepest part of the ocean, that there would still be like a mile of ocean between the surface of the ocean and the top of the of Everest. Dang, that's kind of mind blowing, actually. Yeah, because Everest is like very 30, tall. 30,000 <laughs> feet. 29,000, something like that, 29,000 or 30,000 feet. Dang. And so there's still another 5,280 feet worth of water in between the top, the, that, that point. That's so crazy. But the, the, one of the big things that, you know, the scientists that uh, were on the, our, on our, our ship, as well as the, the documentarians, um, was like how to contribute to the health of our ocean and so that's one of the things that we wanted to talk about in this episode is you know what we learned and just some of the simple things we can do that could help out yeah so one of the big things that we talked about um, on our trip was um, how bad things like single-use plastics so Things that, you know, disposable, basically disposable plastic things like plastic bags, 
and straws and coffee cup lids. Those three things are apparently the three worst things. Um, and so those, and those are also like really simple things to swap out of your, you know, your daily life. So we have been, you know, since we got back from Antarctica, we've been making sure to try to use our reusable bags or not not get a bag from the store yeah when we go grocery shopping um something i need to be better about is bringing a coffee mug when i go to the you know to a coffee shop just bringing my own mug yeah like starbucks gives you even like a discount a lot of places will give you a discount right um for using your you know using your own mug or if you're going to stay in the coffee shop a lot of coffee shops will give you you know, ceramic mugs. Reusable mugs, yeah, regular right. mugs. Um, and then also I purchased, I actually did this before we went to Antarctica, but now I'm even more glad that I did. I purchased a pack of like metal straws, drinking straws from, I just found them on Amazon. And so they're essentially reusable straws. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I really like, when I make smoothies, I really like drinking them out of a straw that's pretty much the only time I use a straw at home. And it was just easier to, to buy a pack of these. Plus, you know, in the RV, I can just keep, you know, these four straws that we can keep using as opposed to having to buy a box of straws. And yeah, and it just minimizes our the trash that we're producing as well. Yeah, it's like a really small thing. But in the, you know, few weeks that we've been home, I've realized like how many straws I actually have gone through. come in contact with. Um, you know, every time we go to a restaurant, they give you a straw, you know, for like your glass of water or whatever you order. So I've been going, you know, like not using the straw, like not opening it or whatever. Um, today we were at, you know, we walked to get coffee this morning before recording the episode. And I forgot to bring a reusable mug with me, but I got an ice drink and I just opted to not use the straw, not use the lid. I just, you know, basically got the cup and drank out of it normally. Um, yeah, and you could recycle it. Yeah, and so one of the things, one of the things that would be a good idea if you forget things like me, which I always forget things, is to just like put one of those reusable bags in your car and just you know, put a clean coffee mug in there um, and like a metal straw and just have it in your bag. Yeah. And then you don't have to think about it. And, you know, it'll, when we're in the RV, we'll obviously have those on hand wherever we are. But yeah, those are like three really easy things you can do that eliminate the three biggest, you know, problem, pl problem plastics, I guess. Yeah. So one of the things that we learned from the scientists and documentarians was that you can find sustainable seafood um, in your grocery store or wherever that you find uh, that you, you you that has this thing called MSC certification, which is the um, Marine Marine Stewardship Council, and there's this little blue sticker that says. Marine Stewardship Council on it and has a little fish. And basically it's it means that the company or the source of the seafood 
that you're buying is sustainable and ethical and practiced in a way that is manageable for future generations. As in, they're not just taking a bunch of fish without thinking about, you know, how to make more fish. Right. So it's, um, you know, that's one of the things that you can do to to help um, if you if you are a fish eater mm-hmm. like us. Like we buy our fish right now from Costco, and the last time I was there, I was looking at their um, at the fish that we bought, and they did not have the MSC certification. So then there's an app that um, called the Seafood Watch app. We'll link to it on our show notes, but um, it shows you where there's retailers around your area you just you know turn on the gps on it and then you can find um places that sell msc accredited seafood or places that serve like restaurants that serve um msc accredited seafood so that you know that where you're getting your seafood from is sustainable and isn't on the uh, list of exploited seafood that's out there right Another small thing that I started doing in the last few days was using a bamboo toothbrush. I had to replace uh, my old toothbrush, and I remembered that I got... um, So back when I went to the Yellow Conference in August, which we talked about in Episode 6, one of the things that I received in our, like, conference goodie bag was a bamboo toothbrush by Humble Brush. And I had hung on to it because I thought it was pretty cool. It was just waiting for my, you know, current toothbrushes to be used up. And so I just switched to it. And I actually really like it. I thought it was going to be kind of weird brushing my teeth with a wooden toothbrush. Well, I guess it's not wooden. It's a plant. Which is wood. Which, which is made well, wood is also a plant. Yeah, it's a grass, I guess, is what I meant to say. Bamboo yeah. is. But anyway. It's hard as wood. Yeah, I, I just, I guess I thought it was going to be weird, but it's not actually that weird. And the company, Humble Brush, not only do they provide sustain, sustainable, you know, use sustainable practices to create their toothbrushes, they're also a, you know, a social company that does really good things in the world. So two birds, one stone, just by swapping out my toothbrush. Yeah. And another thing that we learned was that, um, you know, as Annabelle mentioned earlier, was that there's just tons of plastic that gets thrown into the ocean, either large pieces of plastic that accumulate or even microfiber, like microscopic pieces of plastic, including things like from fleece, we found out. Yeah. Um, fleece uh, emits, when you wash it, there's just a ton of like these micro fibers that get, you know, expelled into the into the wash, basically, and down the, the drain. The wastewater from the washing machine. And it eventually makes it into the water, which obviously that's that's terrible for the seafood, and fish. Um, it's terrible for seafood. <laughs> terrible for seafood. Are we eating our own fleece? But no, it's, it's bad. And, um, and uh, there's a study by Patagonia that was done last year 
that showed how much of even their products had um, emitted um, these plastics into the ocean. It's something like, you know, based off of their sales last year and based off of the experiment that they did in the wash, you know, how much each piece of clothing um, emitted, mm -hmm. there was like enough to create, you know, thousands and thousands of bags of, you know, plastic bags worth of worth of plastic that is in the ocean now. Gross. So they stopped create they stopped making those um the the, the microfiber of microfleece that um that they used to be making and they're 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 creating some like synthetic material now that doesn't do that. One of the things that we can do when as as travelers and you know explorers is that when we go on vacations to these places um, all over the world and get to encounter wildlife and nature is to really be conscientious about the tour operators and the tour guides who you know, are are conscious of their impact on the environment right. and really try to minimize it. Um, we kind of ended up with one ocean by... Totally by happenstance. Yeah, by coincidence. We, yeah. were, not, we were not trying, um, but I'm so glad that we ended up going with them because uh, I think they just did a great job of, you know, keeping us informed about what we needed to do to leave as little impact on this like really pristine environment that is Antarctica. Yeah, I mean, they, they did a really good job at balancing, you know, being able to experience Antarctica and the nature and the beauty that was there with, you know, conserving it at the same time for future generations. Right, and we, I mean, we experienced this firsthand um, in the last you know, year when we visited Mexico, which we talked about in episode one, we, you know, ended up kind of last minute booking a snorkeling trip so that we could see the ruins, the Tulum ruins uh, from the water. And we were just flabbergasted at how, uh, like dead the reef was. Um, right. And we knew and why. how... And how um, just like horribly they treated it, um, you know, just like dropping their anchor into the reef and, you know, swimming down and like picking things up and like turning things over in the yeah. in the sand. To just try to, so that they can find to like, you know, find a starfish or something. Yeah. So that, to like show us, you know, and we were just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we supported the, you know, it's like a you know, a catch-22 because you're like, well, you, you want to, like, support locals and what they're doing, but also, like, not, not support, support the destruction of their, uh, you know, their reef. And in contrast, this, this same reef um, that we saw in Playa del Carmen extends all the way down to Belize, which we visited in episode 23. But Belize... In kind of in contrast, has has created these marine wildlife refuges mm -hmm. all up and down their reef, and 
it's the same reef, you know, it's not that far apart from each other. Yeah, just a few hundred miles and yet, away. And yeah, like you can drive from Playa del Carmen down to Belize, to Belize basically. Yeah. And um, their reef is just thriving. They're, you know, it's one of the best places to dive um, in the world, I think. Right, and, and they know that. And they, they know that keeping it and conserving it is a great reason to, you know, to have that marine sanctuary. And it's just crazy the, you know, the difference that protecting, you know, protecting that natural environment does, it really makes a difference. And we've seen it firsthand, which is just crazy. Right. And so, um, you know, part of the reason why we're going on our RV adventure is to discover more of this, uh, these kinds of places, even just in the U.S., you know, natural places and experience it for ourselves and then help it help conserve them for future generations because i mean natural parks here in the u.s that's like one of the taglines is like it's 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 the u.s or it's america's one of america's greatest ideas or it is america's greatest idea yeah yeah because you know that, that ken burns special about all the natural parks is you know we're we have such beauty in nature here in the u.s and if we don't conserve it then we'll lose it like there's value in leaving things just as they are and so going to antarctica definitely made us a little more crunchy crunchy as in yeah <laughs> granola -y. yeah we i mean i still don't like granola that much but i do but yeah it this whole episode has been a really crunchy episode, but when <laughs> you get to experience things like the beauty of, I mean, Antarctica was just out of control and there's so much on this planet that's just like irreplaceable that when you experience it firsthand, when you see it for yourself, I mean, there's just like, you can't help but try to, you know, do what you can to show love to our planet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so beautiful that you don't want it to go away. Yeah. <laughs> you want other people to be able to see it. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, so far, everybody's like, how is Antarctica? I'm like, you have to go. There's no way that I can tell you what it's like unless you just experience it for yourself. I mean, we have videos, we have pictures and things like that, and we show people on our phone, but there's no substitute for actually going there. And I, I think that, you know, in our RV adventure, we'll find other places just like it, you know? Well, not just like it, but the experience, experiences experience just like it. Experiences like it, yeah, where we just, in yeah, encounter things that make us want to take those just you know little steps to show love to our planet speaking of showing love do you want to do the sweep up yeah that sounds great what uh, made you feel love today what made me feel love today was getting to sleep in on <laughs> today i don't know uh maybe because of all the work that we've been doing this week and you know just being back from antarctica i was like really tired today and 
I just wanted to sleep. And I did. <laughs> and you let me do that. Yep. Even though Cowboy didn't try to do his best to, to wake us up. Shenanigans. He definitely yeah. succeeded in waking me up. But What about you? What made you feel up, baby? Hmm. Wait, let me say that again. What made you feel up, baby? Oh god. <laughs> Stop trying to make this segment weird. <laughs> um, what made me feel loved today was just being able to do some of our favorite things together. We got to go on a walk. We got to get some coffee. It's just like a beautiful sunny day. And being able to you know, spend that quality time together. You know, it's fun to do these adventures to the other side of the world and be able to see these like crazy things. But I enjoy the fact that we can just be at home in our neighborhood and go on a walk and enjoy each other's company just as much. And what about you guys? in swept together land what made you feel loved today or or this week uh, let us know on uh, on our show notes which can be found on swepttogether.com slash episode 30 you'll find share buttons there on our website what's a share button like it's, it's a, a button that you button share that you can click to share the episode or to share swept together with your friends, your family, significant other, business partner, anyone you think that would enjoy what we're doing here, a traveling couple that you know, you can find us everywhere on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Swept Together. Yeah, we've been posting a lot of our pictures from Antarctica there. And remember to rate us on iTunes. Um, if you have a little bit of time, it only takes like one and a half minutes and it would mean the world to us. Yeah. And we just wanted to wrap up this episode by saying, you know, we're definitely not doing this perfectly. You know, since we've been to Antarctica, I have I have not cut out all plastics in my life, you know, and I, I know that it's hard even if you completely do one thing right there's going to be something else that you know is impacting the world negatively that you know you just can't escape but the the good thing is that now we're more aware of these kinds of issues with the ocean and just making small changes to move in the right direction is worth it so you know, maybe we can't change everything overnight, but we can improve every single day. And that's kind of just a good philosophy to live by whatever the area yeah. of your life. If it's relationships, if it's saving the environment or doing something for your business, like an incremental change for the better, an incremental improvement every day will over time be wonderful. Mm -hmm. so thank you so much for tuning in this week um, and every week and listening to us and next week we will be 
um, doing an episode from Argentina. Yes. In Buenos Aires. Well, we actually already recorded it, but yeah. <laughs> but listen to our episode for next week or any of our past episodes. We appreciate every one of your encouragement um, and, online and and stay tuned for the Antarctica vlog, which is coming on Thursday. On Thursday. Yep. Until next time, guys. We love you. Later. It's me. Are you going to do this? I'm going to just lay on the ground. That's not even the ground. <laughs> <sighs> Hello? Okay.